So here we are, chapter 7 of C. McBee Reads, Alien Caveman's Ransom. Now you might have noticed a little hesitation or sigh, and that's because the end of chapter 6. So what had happened, uh, we have to summarize, our heroes, heroines, had been kidnapped from Earth, brought to an alien spaceship, a big tractor beam. They tried to take over the ship and failed. They were dropped onto an alien planet. They discovered that planet has dinosaurs. Some of them died. Pretty much everyone who wasn't introduced in chapter one died. Uh, then they've tried to said that we guys get some water. Our main character, Sophia, she goes to get water. She falls in the river down like a sinkhole into a sacred cave where Jackson, who I believe is our alien caveman, uh, was praying. Jackson pulls her from the water. She's unconscious. He then discovers she is a woman, the first woman he has ever encountered. And then he decides to date rape her. I guess it's not a date, so it's just rape. And this is, I got a little queasy. I was like, I don't know if I want to read the next chapter because I knew they were going to have sex. I knew that. I just assumed it was going to be consensual. So I was really like, I didn't, I was not ready for this. Uh, I could understand if it was like a 50 shades of gray BDSM thing. They, again, consensual makes a huge difference in, it doesn't matter how dirty it is or how weird or gross. If it's consensual, it's kind of okay. She's unconscious. He's like pulled off her clothes and he's like, that's a thing. She's our author who I, again, am on the teetering as to whether or not our author is actually Callista Sky is a woman or a man. I, I am suspicious it's a man because of some of the vocabulary choices within Alien Caveman's Ransom, uh, particularly the use of pitch a tent and now uh, the little slit. I think I think a woman would have had a maybe more artistic way to say the same thing. So here we are. Oh, deep breath. I gotta, I gotta steal myself for chapter seven. This is where it all goes right or it all goes wrong. Chapter seven, Sophia. I feel totally great. Everything is soft and mellow, and there are some insane tingles coming from my girly parts. My whole body resonates to it, and it's total bliss. I stretch luxuriously and lazily crack my eyes open. Mmm, nice and dark. Smells nice, too. I guess Melissa bought some more oil for the aromatizer. She's a pretty good roommate, after all, and I'm totally horny, and I appear to be having a good time with myself. I flex my fingers, and another wave of hotness shoots through me from my clit upwards. Huh. My hands are nowhere near my crotch. This implies several things. One, that she that waking up masturbating is a completely normal thing. Uh, coming from unconsciousness to consciousness, doing things to your own body is a normal deal. My sluggish brain tries to figure it out. Then I have this great idea to glance down my body. I see something, but I can't be sure, so I check it out with my hand. Ah, warm and hard and hairy and with something that feels a lot like ears yeah that's a head someone is giving me a head i want to chuckle a head giving me head so funny that was not funny ah the positive smell this would imply that our our male compatriot jackson smells good which i actually would bet in caveman times is not the case that was the other thought i had There's less pressure from my crotch and the tingles from my pussy get weaker. Oh, no, you don't. I push the head back in there. Don't stop, I slur. I think it's, 
I think as hard as my brain will allow right now, which is not very. Between the tingles and the sluggishness, there's not much processing power left. Did I pick someone up last night? Did I go to a bar or what? Should I be focusing on finishing the translator device? The grant, Professor Wilkins. A barb of guilt pierces my happy state, and I want to think of something else. Lucky, Luckily, a delicious sensation from my clit overpowers everything else right then, and I buck involuntarily. Whoever this is, they're good. There are wet sounds and squelches from down there as I'm being eaten out better than I can recall ever happening before. Okay, so this is the redemption moment that, yes, she is being sexually assaulted, but on the positive, she actually seems to enjoy it. I open my eyes and look once more. It's pretty dark, but I think I can see some light hair down there, and the hair seems to shine somehow. I let my hands wander down from that long, silky hair. Ah, that's definitely stubble, and further down, muscles. Smooth, hard muscles. Just feeling it makes me jerk my body again as the guy giving me head does something wonderful and another little fountain of bliss shoots up through my pelvis. Oh, this guy is good. Seriously, I've never... Ah, I get it now. I've been orgasming for a good while. (laughs) I couldn't read the word. I've been orgasming for a good while. I just missed the lead up somehow. It's a long, low-level climax that I want to go on forever. I can hear myself moaning in delight an unrestrained arousal. My pussy feels red hot and dripping wet, and it keeps shooting wonderful sensations in all kinds of colors through my mind and body. So does she have that thing where you, like, feel through colors? That actually... It's not anesthesia. That's when you put someone under. I read that word this morning. Something similar to that, though. I'm just sorry. I'm now considering like the situation in in its reality. That this guy, uh, his his job, his his religious goal here is to breed, to have sex with her, and he starts by giving her head. That's actually an interesting choice. Like the doctrine he must follow, where it's like, here's an unconscious body. I'm going to perform oral sex instead of just get right down to it. But anyways, yeah. Uh, Maybe that will be explained later. I somehow doubt it will be. Then there's another sound. The guy is humming, and the vibrations from that are hitting my clit so perfectly I buck again and whimper as the orgasm gets stronger. There's something pressing on my mind, something that has happened, something I should remember, but I can remember it later. Right now, I'm climaxing and shaking and trembling and bucking and whimpering as the waves of hotness and pleasure flow through me. Nothing can possibly be as important as that. I lose track of time. Then the humming slowly subsides, as and so do the vibrations. I groan and protest, but I also feel that my clit is getting a little overwhelmed. I ride out the aftershocks and prepare to say to this prepare what to say to this guy. He has to be the best pussy licker on campus. Jesus. I clear my voice. Oh my god, I sigh. That was sensational. Yeah, he deserves to hear it. Maybe it will make him do it again soon. I open my eyes again and look down. I have to see who this is. This is, she's been completely comfortable with a stranger up to this point performing oral sex on her. He gets, he's getting up on his knees. Oh God, that's a nice body he has. All muscle and maleness and a good amount of hair, I notice. A very manly dude. So he's probably not from my university. He looks down at me. Fuck, I gasp. Then belatedly slam my thighs shut. That's not a human man. 
He has a basic human body, but it's all striped, and his face has the wrong proportions. I can't help staring at his eyes. They have a smoldering red glow to them, and my hand shoots to my mouth in shock. His ears are small and pointy. Ooh, there's a detail. And his nose reminds me of certain big cats, and yet he's still clearly not feline. He is much more man-like than anything I've ever seen on the National Geographic channel. But yeah, he's an alien. So he has like a feline-style nose, impish ears, and red glowing eyes. That's good. So they've made him a proper alien. I'm quite happy about that. I thought it was just going to be human men with stripes, which is a very bit of a letdown. I did notice that on the, all the covers to this, they didn't have any uh, pictures of heads. It was just chests which I suppose is sending a message to a certain audience. The head doesn't matter on a man. You know, we're not just pieces of meat. I think it's time we, we, weren't, we stopped being treated that way. The only thing that prevents me from yelping and drawing away is that he's just given me the orgasm of a lifetime. So he can't be all bad. Oh, and also that I have to be paralyzed with shock. I check. No, nope, not paralyzed. I actually don't mind this too much. It's all new, but I'm not shocked. I quickly look around. This is a cave, and that is a pool with more water falling from it in, from high above. It comes from, my breath catches in my throat as all the recent events suddenly explode in my mind. The abduction, the hijacking attempt, the tuna can, the noctactyls, the sophiosaurus, and the stream of water with the slippery bottom, the tunnel, the pool, and then I whimper, Alicia, the gun. My hand flies to my pocket, but my jeans are halfway off, and I hurriedly pull up. Uh, pull my soaking wet panties and my jeans up again. For a second, I worry about whether I was clean down there. <laughs> that leaf wasn't the best tissue I've ever had, but of course the water will have helped with that. This is interesting. She's having the conflicting emotions because she enjoyed herself so much just now. This is such a freakish way of looking at sex. That Okay, there's a character in, ja in Japan. I actually don't want to talk about this. There's a, cart there's a comic in Japan. It's called Rape Man. And that is not a joke. That is a real thing. And the stories basically revolve around some frustrated woman. And then Rape Man comes and he rapes her. And she likes it. And then she basically usually says thank you afterwards. And the idea is that he's releasing them from all the like restraints of society that they've uh, like lived under for so long. So this is the first time they felt free and they could just do whatever they want to do. It is gross and weird this is sort of hitting the same notes for me where i'm like eee, i don't think that's how sex works i mean maybe for the few people i guess the people who write this stuff that's what they want is to have something happen and it's so good it overwhelms the logic but i actually believe that sexual assault here's here's a c mcbee kind of statement i think sexual assault uh isn't good all right, we'll get back to it. Uh, okay. I get the gun, and then I don't know what to do with it. The guy, on his knees is, the guy is on his knees next to me, just looking me up and down and grunting at the back of his throat with a tone that sounds like enthusiastic approval. I don't want to point the gun at him. I mean, he might think I want to kill him, or he might not know what it is. That's actually a really good point. Uh, pointing a gun at someone who's never seen a gun before may not mean anything at all. I calmly scoot a couple feet away from him. Calmly scoot is an interesting phrase. I have to catch my bearings before I want to get too close to him again. 
He doesn't seem to mind and just looks at me calmly. For a guy with glowing coal for eyes, he has a pretty good face, and I don't detect any animosity in them. Yeah, so I begin and lose myself in a coughing fit. I did almost drown not too long ago, and that had multiple orgasms, so I don't know if that like plays into it or not. Okay, I start again, wiping some coughing tears off my cheek. I just have to think for a moment. You must have saved my life, yes? Pulled me out of the pool? He just looks at me and tilts his head to one side like you do when you go, ah, over an adorable baby. Is that a smile on his alien face? And then you proceeded to eat me out. Is that some kind of life-saving thing on this planet? I mean, it's completely inappropriate, and please don't do that again without permission. But I don't mind that you did it. It totally worked. Yeah, I'm babbling. I'm not sure. Fuck, that's ridiculous. Okay, so this wasn't as gross as I thought it was going to be, which is a good thing. But there's actually an undertone here to the writer not understanding how you would feel after you were sexually assaulted. She's... There's a sly implication that she has sex with strangers on a regular basis because she's like, woke up to this and it wasn't strange. So I guess we could accept that, but that still seems a bit of a stretch. He places something on the floor, then produces a spark so it lights up. It's a very thin, a very alien, very alien torch that sends a flickering light over our faces. Suddenly I'm transported back to the Stone Age when people actually did live in caves and only had fire for light. Oh yes, that's what he reminds me of, a caveman, except different. He has such an intelligent glint in his eyes that no image I've ever seen of a caveman fits. My stomach suddenly growls and the guy gets up and walks a few feet away. His movements are fluid and powerful and his thighs are thick as tree trunks. I can see that because he's only wearing a furry cloth that looks like a kilt. His body has red tiger stripes all over it and they don't appear to be painted on. No, his skin actually looks like that. He's alien, but he's also the sexiest man I've seen. Okay. He bends down and picks up something. Shit, it's a sword. I clenched the gun in my hand, but then he calmly places the weapon in a kind of belt he has around his waist. It's a very alien sword, all curvy and grayish. The edge glitters in the darkness and it looks pretty sharp, but it doesn't feel like he intends to use it. He walks a few steps in the direction of the cave's opening, where I now notice it's totally dark. He picks up a bag of some kind and then returns to me. I keep my eyes on him and hold the gun innocently, ready to whip it up if he touches that sword. But it just, but he just takes something out of the bag. It's something wrapped in a green leaf. He unwraps it and holds it out to me. I peer at it suspiciously. It looks like a piece of nutty cake or pate of some kind. There's a nice smell coming from it, not unlike a hot burrito. And I am extremely hungry. 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 I hesitate and he breaks off a piece of the cake with two big callous fingers and puts it in his mouth. I gasp again. He has some real fangs in there, very white and sharp looking teeth. He chews the thing and smiles, then rubs his stomach. Dai Li, he says in his voice so deep and calm and silky smooth. I just want to hear it again. It makes me feel safe. I pick off a little piece of the food that he's offering me. Should I be eating anything at all on an alien planet? I've had this discussion. Um, You don't know. Won't everything here kill me? But it smells good and I am hungry, so I hurriedly put it in my mouth and chew very cautiously. Ah, it's spicy and warm and has the consistency of a very tender piece of chicken. It's going to be dinosaur. I can't quite place the spices, but they're not unpleasant at all. He looks at me expectantly and I glance up at him, then pick another little piece off it and eat it. He sticks his chin out in an alien movement that I'm guessing is the same as nodding for us. Fling pique. He seems happy enough and hands me a leaf with the food on it. Then he sits down beside me. A part of my brain notices that he smells pretty good. That's pheromones now. That's what I'm actually thinking it's supposed to be. 
I eat more of the alien food and think about my predicament. Kidnapped, then stranded on a dinosaur planet, and now separated from my friends. Actually, I'm probably in better shape than they are. I have infinite water and at least some food. I even seem to have made a friend here, a very big and strong friend who gives head like an expert. That mouth of his is pretty special. Apart from the large fangs, I mean, there has to be something about his tongue. He's purring like a cat. The cave smells really good, and some of it is him, a dry, spicy scent that he should put in bottles and sell. But apart from that, there's something else too. I stand on legs that still feel weak. I pull my jeans up all the way and walk over to the water. Ah, that's it. The water has a fruity smell, and I know it vaguely reminds me of alcohol. I squat down and a cup a little water in my and cup a little water a little. Why is this sentence hard? I squat down and cup a little of the water in my hand, then hold it up to my mouth. Before my hand reaches before my hand reaches my mouth, it's stopped by an iron grip. The caveman looks at me from one foot away, and his eyes are glowing a little more than before. Eh, cape bra, he says very seriously, and shakes my hand so the water spills out of it. Still holding my wrist, he pulls me back to where we were sitting. Then he gets a leathery pouch out from his bag and holds it out to me. De te arbedre, he says, taking out the cork. Now this is this is classic uh, alien conversation stuff. He holds the pouch to his mouth, leans his head back, and drinks the clear liquid that pours out of it, then wipes his lips with the back of his hand and hands the pouch to me. I smell the liquid. That has to be fruit juice of some kind, but clear? Oh well. I lean my head back and the liquid splashes all over my face, but some of it gets into my mouth. It's a tart, fresh juice with a hint of sweetness. I wipe my face, then look at the caveman and give him a facial expression that's supposed to mean that was surprisingly good, but of course, I don't know if he gets it. Probably not. He gives me another little smile, so I guess we're cool. He pulls some kind of blanket out of his bag and places it on the smooth, rocky ground, then sits down and motions me for do this, to do the same. Fine. I'm still tired, and my legs and arms ache from all the running and various exertions. The blanket is soft and appears to be made from some kind of suede. So now that I'm no longer hungry or thirsty, and just exhausted in every way, especially emotionally, I guess I have to face my situation and think of what to do, as if that's up to me at all. What I want to do is A, get back to the girls in the tuna can so we can B, brainstorm how to C, get off the planet and home to Earth. I glance up at the caveman beside me. If I could recruit him to help me with A and B, then maybe it would be easier to get to C. He probably knows how to deal with the not-dactyls and Sophiasaurus and everything else uh, there may be in this jungle planet that reminds me more and more of a movie I once saw. Yes, this is definitely a Jurassic planet. Is the implication here that they have seen this series of Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, Jurassic Planet, and they've already seen this movie? Or is she talking about like an old like 1940s film? I would like that to be clarified. Does he live in here, maybe? It's a pretty big cave, but the rocky walls are all bare, and I see no sign of habitation. And of course, he wouldn't pack a bag to just stay home. So this is something else to him. He must have a village, right? Or a cave where he lives, with some kind of... with more of his kind, maybe? C'est pomme. I turn to look at him. I don't know what he said, but that voice has command in it. Even if he's just talking normally, something about the calmness and certainty of that and deep resonance. I guess the patriarchy back on earth has put its mark on me. He points his hand towards where his heart would be if he were a human man. Jackson. Ah, he's telling his, he, me his name. Jackson. Jackson. I like she spelled it both ways. Yeah, J-A-X apostrophe Z-A-N when he says it. J-A-C-K-S-A-N when she says it. I actually quite, that's quite good. One point. You've almost redeemed yourself from the date rape. 
I repeat, and he sticks his chin out a couple of times, so my pronunciation can't be that bad. I repeat his gesture to my own chest. Sophia, I say it slowly. Sophia. Not bad for a first attempt. Sophia, I enunciate very clear, clearly. Sophia. Hmm. I guess his fangs make it harder to pronounce the F. I nod and smile and then try to stick my chin out like he's doing. I point at him. Jackson. He points to me. Zopia. Now that we've been introduced, I feel the time for stolen glances is over and I can spend a little while really looking at him. He may be alien, but I find his strangeness unreasonably attractive. His face looks a little wrong still, but it has all the features I'd expect from a human. His mouth is wide and has full lips and that have a different shape from any person I've met. But I still can't help wondering what it would be like to kiss them. I mean, he's already eaten you out. Like, he's already performed oral sex. Kissing him would not be a terrible thing. But again, alien, caveman, has never brushed his teeth, bad breath. That would actually be one of my main concerns. So we'd be, we'd be doing a little mouthwash gargling before we do some kissing. His cheeks are hollow and show every bone structure underneath. And his chin is very strong and has not one, but two deep clefts in it. His ears are pointy and his hair still appears to shine with a light of its own. I reach out to touch it. May I? Whoa, that was chapter seven. That went pretty fast. Uh, So we're going to keep trucking along because we're basically right in the middle of an interaction. Uh, Not as exciting a climax uh, as the, I guess the climax came at the beginning of the chapter. Woo! But the cliffhanger at the end of these, that wasn't a good one, but she just ended it in the middle of something. So I guess that's where we get on to the next part. Chapter eight, Sophia. He doesn't recoil. So I let my hand explore his hair. Hey, I have every right to. He's explored much more of me than that. Uh-huh. Each hair has a fra- is a fraction thicker than human hair. And now I see why it seems to exude light. It does. It kind of looks like those fiber optic sculptures on Earth. The ones that are a bunch of strands of fibers that shine in all colors of the rainbow. Except on him, it's natural and much less, much less gaudy. It's pretty cool, actually. His hair can change brightness. I touch his ear. It feels like a human ear, except for that elf-like point at the top. But he doesn't look like Spock or at all, at all apart from that. But he doesn't look like Spock at all apart from that. I let my hand glide down his shoulders and feel his, the bulging muscle there. He doesn't have much fat on him, and I can, see, I can both see and feel scars. Probably it's a hard life here on the dino planet. The stripes have a different texture than his normal skin and feel like extremely smooth suede. I'm sorry, wait a minute. This guy found an unconscious body, went to town on it, and then when she wakes up, he's just like cool with like, let's not continue. This seems, I guess he's an alien. So my human logic of how humans behave if they're in that situation is incorrect. He, aliens are far more polite and uh, egalitarian maybe than I am expecting from, I guess, a human in a similar situation. My hands slide down his back. Oh, wait, wait. The stripes have a different texture than his normal skin, and I feel, they, and feel like extremely smooth suede. My hand slides down his back. I had no idea a back could be that muscular. For a moment, I'm tempted to let my hand slide innocently, uh, let my hand innocently wander to the front and his kilt-like loincloth, but he might have taken that as an invitation for more action than I'm ready for right now. You are already doing way too much if you don't want to continue. Sliding your hand up and down his back and stuff, that is bullshit. You're sen- this is this is sending mixed messages. If you if a man sits down and you like start like, I'm sorry, you've actually sent a message that you want to continue. 
Hayon, except for the unconsciousness after the hijacking attempt and the drowning thing, I haven't slept since the mo- since seven the morning before. However many hours that it that it, however many hours that it may have been, I don't know. I think that's a typo there. Feels like a lot, and it's pretty dark in here now, except for his torch. Jackson seems very sensitive to my needs. Oh, he's the perfect man because he's not a man; he's an alien. And now he's straightening out the blanket and motioning it to his if he wants me to lay down, which I do want to, which I do want. Finding the, the, the sentence structure a little thrown me off. What I don't want is for him to get the wrong idea. I mean, if his species eats you out as a way of saying hello, then who knows what they might want to do as a way of saying goodnight. I remember his hot mouth on my pussy, and the memory sends a nice little arrow of horniness to my crotch. Maybe it wouldn't be so bad to have actual sex with a caveman who seems totally nice and has probably saved me from drowning. Maybe it will make him more eager to help me with my goals. Ho, ho. I still don't think that is how even a human female would be thinking. I yawn again. No, I need to rest now. My mind is totally fried and there are some things that have happened that I'm desperate not to think of right now. I lie down to make sure that he sees me fastening the zipper on my jeans very carefully yanking it up a little extra and then putting the hem of my shirt down over it for good measure. I make a denying motion with my hand over my crotch while I look at him straight in the red-hot eyes. No more tonight, okay? Or until I open them myself. Deal? He just looks at me and then lies down beside me, just close enough for his arm to touch mine. That's fine. He's warm and big and suddenly have the urge to cling to him. The whole planet scares me senseless, but he seems so damn safe and he's done nothing to harm me except, you know, the sexual abuse. On the contrary, he's he's the only good thing I've found here. Everything he's done so far has been good and kind. He shared his food and drink and his blanket and has a talented tongue. I don't think you would think of it that way. I'm sorry. I have an impulse and then carefully take hold of his strong arm, then turn away from him and pull the arm with me to make sure to keep his hands off my chest. Then I hold onto the arm, hoping he's like other good men, and that he understands that I'm asking for his protection and safety tonight and nothing more. Now he's spooning me and has his arm around me, and if he thinks this is an invitation to sex, then he's hopeless, and I guess I'll just shoot him. I feel him adjust his position behind me, and I stiffen. This is it. If he now tries to... Then I feel his face in my hair, and I hear a low humming. He's humming a melody into my hair, and I can't mistake it. It's a lullaby of some kind. It's simple and hypnotic, and his deep voice makes my whole body relax. Yeah, he gets it. He won't do anything more. We'll sleep until the morning, and I'll be safe. I don't know if you've really understood. This is an alien. He could That could be the precursor to sex on this planet, is him mid singing this song, and then it's like, I'm going to do it to you, baby, all night long. Shit. He is so great, it makes me want him to ravish me now. Before I drift off, this is the the duality of the female mind is what we're getting an insight into. As if it were written by a man, because I don't think, again, this is really how any woman would actually think. Uh, Before I drift into sleep with his deep, soothing voice in my ear, I have just one more thought. This whole experience should have made me more afraid and less horny. I really have to check what the hell is in the water and then maybe find a way to bottle and sell it. I think the good smell is pheromones, and that's why. I mean, that's got to be it. I wake up and smell something delicious. I immediately remember where I am and feel behind me on the blanket. Nope, Jackson isn't there. I check my jeans too. Perfectly zipped up. My bra st- Would you really need to check? Like, you would know right away if you had been violated in the night, I think. 
I don't know. And I'm alive. I purse my lips and nod to myself in satisfaction. Looks like this night went pretty well. The cave is much brighter now, and I can see daylight outside the opening, and the smell seems to be coming from there. I rub the sleep out of my eyes and get up and walk over there, outside the jungle with all the tall trees and bushes and hot, humid air. And Jackson, he's lit a fire and is grilling something. Meat, it looks like. Good morning, Jackson, I say and smile to him. He juts his chin out. Zopia. He seems happy enough. He doesn't smile all that much, but that's fine with me. Guys shouldn't go around constantly grinning to the world. I nod to the meat he's grilling. So you got his breakfast? Goaren, he says. Goaren, I repeat. Is that breakfast or meat or something? He points to the ground beside the fire. There's some blood and bones and entrails and about half a dead creature that looks like the cross between a pig and a turkey. It's very dead, of course. The other half is what he's grilling. Goaren, he repeats, and indicates both the meat and the dead animal. Oh, that's its name. Goaren. Okay. I sit down on a boulder beside him with my back to the slaughtered animal. I'm a city girl, and I don't like being reminded where meat comes from, but I absolutely will eat the stuff he's grilling now. I take a deep breath of alien air. The bright daylight works wonders for my mood. The smell of rotting vegetation is still present, but somehow it feels better when Jackson is here. Oh, this is this is getting vaguely romantic. Oh. He sexually assaulted me yesterday, but then he didn't rape me last night, so I guess it's okay. Such a weird... I can't conceive of how this is going this well. Today I have to make my way back to the tuna can and see what the girls... Uh, and I can do. I don't know how far that underground water tunnel took me, but it couldn't have been that far. Probably this cave is right under the mountain where we landed and where we found the spiky rock pile that said stay away. Now I see what Delia uh, meant about the sun being too big. It absolutely is. I can see that now. When the gravity being lower, I can't feel at all. The gravity being lower, I can't feel at all. Well, I was never the lightest girl. Jackson does some cutting with that remarkable sword of his. Velbakon! He says, and he hands me a green leaf with a sizzling piece of meat on it. It smells good, but it's an alien animal. The food he gave me last night didn't seem to have any ill effects on me, though. He gets a slice of his own and takes a bite out of it. His fangs glitter in the sun, and I feel a hot spark down below at the thought of those fangs between the very, very down close to my delicate parts. It doesn't scare me. It's just cool. He chews happily and smiles into the sun and looks so content that I have to smile too. I take a little nibble of the meat. Ah, yes. Not like a mix of pork and turkey at all. More like beef. I don't chew too carefully. I need the energy. And being picky about what I eat could get me starving pretty soon on a planet like this. The other girls probably haven't had anything to eat at all. Then I have a strong flashback to the abductees being taken by that swarm of not dactyls and I want to cry again. At the back of my mind is the suspicion that my hijacking attempt is the reason why we were dumped here. That means the deaths of those women is at least partly my responsibility. I have to do whatever I can to make it right again, no matter what the cost to me personally. Well, she's suddenly become very noble. And that starts with finding the tuna can and reuniting with my girls. My girls. The girls from my translator project. The girls I forced to work until late at night so that they were abducted. My good mood evaporates and that familiar cold rock settles in my stomach. Shit. Jackson looks down at, uh, looks at me and frowns. I immediately said looks down at me like he's like so much bigger he just looked down at her. I force a smile. Sorry, just thinking about the things, you know, that I'm not from around here, right? Yeah, and I kind of really want to get home. Even if he doesn't understand the words, he can probably interpret my sad and defeated tone of voice. Even if I don't want it to happen, I can't help, I can't help a tear or two rolling down my cheeks. Jackson reaches out and gently wipes them away with one finger. I let him. I like his touch. 
I can see that he's probably capable of intense violence, so his gentle gestures like that are all the more meaningful. You actually have no idea. I only had two pages left. He smiles again and then looks into the fire and finishes eating. Then he starts speaking, very calmly, and he points up the hill and then in the other direction towards the jungle. His language is very melodious, but it has some hard consonants. I really like listening to him. Finally, he points to the sky, as if telling me that he knows where I come from. When he's finished, he smiles warmly and squeezes my shoulder. And I don't, and don't you know it? It works. It makes me feel better. I don't know what it is about this guy, but my gut tells me I'm totally safe with him. And now I think everything will be right too. Now I think everything will be all right too. Almost everything. Because in a flash, I see Elysia's dead face in front of me. Okay, so the uh, sexual encounter. The first thing sexual encounter. I don't know how many... Because we've gone about halfway through the book now. And uh, this is the first time any sort of intercourse between people has happened. It's not even intercourse. It's just oral sex has occurred. So this is obviously a better choice for me. It's a lighter one. I am not actually happy with... Him going after the unconscious woman makes sense because he had a drive. He had never seen a woman before. This was going to be his only opportunity. But her response seems totally inappropriate. And then her immediately loving the guy, I don't really like. I think there should be some earned affection there. That they should put some effort into it. That's maybe the problem I'm having with it. It's too easy. Now, if we're being fair, this book, Too Easy, is... It's that's its through line. That's what it's going to be through the whole thing. So they're always it's always going to be very simple. So like again, most of the plot points I have predicted so far accurately. Now, she's going to say we got to go back and get my friends. He's going to say we should go to the village. This I haven't read the next few chapters, and then she convinces him, or maybe they split up, and then he feels like he has to go after her. Then this is how she introduces her group to the native population. I don't think they go to a village or. No, I think they go to the village and it causes some sort of strife or problems because everyone wants a woman for themselves. And then some are nice and then some are bad. And those bad guys become the antagonists for the rest of the book. Uh, this does not lead to them getting off the planet anytime soon. Uh, as we know, there are multiple books in the series. And so the strength of the conclusion of this book is going to determine whether or not we continue with this book series. I was tempted to try a different one in the same sort of mode. There's a billion science fiction books with like blue chests on the cover. And one of those might be ripe. Maybe one of those catches my attention. If you have come along for this ride, thank you. Uh, now that we're at the halfway point, we still got, again, we still got a lot to, a ways to go. I w- I'm going to start actually asking people, do you want me to continue with this book series or do we move on to something else? Because I did have the idea of reading The Art of the Deal, but I don't think The Art of the Deal would be as fun to read because it's probably ghost-written. It actually might be okay. Uh, I just think the deal-making, I, I wanted to compare what he says in the book versus how he actually handles things in real life and see if he actually follows the own adv- his own advice from The Art of the Deal. Uh, if you have questions or comments, chunkmybeefchest at gmail.com. Send an audio message to uh, speakpipe.com slash chunkmanbeefchest I can answer those it's all fun and games uh, if you have suggestions you can send those in and please look forward to the next two chapters where we find out where this relationship is going and uh, determine the fate of Sophia in Alien Ransom hasn't come up yet someone's got to kidnap her 
And Jackson has to get her back, which cements the relationship. How about that for a prediction for the overarching uh, plot for the second half of the book? That's my prediction. I will see you next time.